0: Today, me and Lori continued our conversation about music, art, creative process, and the roles that they can play in our spiritual journeys. To contact myself or Lori, you can email us at spiritroadpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to Awkwardly Zen Presents Spirit Road, a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves. It's a path that can be funny, absurd, enlightening and life-changing all at the same time. Join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in. I'm Tim Barrons.
1: I'm Laurie Hewitt and, and this, this is Spirit Road. Road. I was reading this article the other day and they were talking about the link between creativity and spirituality and how creativity can actually lead people into their spirituality and help that flow as well and that they tend to work together and sort of complement each other and create a flow. And so the more creative you are, then the more spiritual and the more on your spiritual path you will be. And the more you're on your spiritual path, it also then comes back to the more creative, creative you can be. Mm -hmm. And so I was wondering about your process uh, with your music, because you write this beautiful music and lyrics and, how, When you think about that process for yourself, where does that link with your spirituality, do you think? Because I'm sure it does because of the way you're, just because of the music that you write. It's very clear that your spiritual path is part of that.
0: Sure. There are so many different ways we could begin this or where we could dive into this. Um, the first that comes to mind for me is, um, as I've been was sharing with you right before we hit record, is that... I had taken some time off to pursue some of my more creative pursuits as a means of making a living Mm -hmm. and ultimately have decided that that may not be the path for me. And what I found for myself, and I know this is not true for everyone, but for myself was that when I put a dollar figure at the bottom line of a creative pursuit, the energy that I used to create with was diminished in a sense. Um, and maybe because of that process for me has always been more of a therapy, more of a way of being in the world. Like you say, expressing um, expressing creativity as a means of spirituality, I would think for me, there's always been two things. One, being in the woods, just being in, in nature and taking in the breeze and the sights and the sounds and, mm-hmm. and, and, and the stillness and the pace of life there has been my church, has been my connection to God. Mm-hmm. and And then the second thing would be uh music and 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 I think music for me has been um a practice and presence of being in the moment of sharing in ways that were a little bit more abstract or disconnected from my my day to day and more more about the themes and and I do think that creativity as a whole, making art or music or gardening, whatever it is that we find passion in is a reflection of spirit. Maybe of why we're here, yeah, thinking that in a way um we are uniquely positioned in a way to be creators in the world mm-hmm. And when we are expressing that, that's where that's where our passions come out and again, some for some folks that works in the world work world, and for others it's it's nice to have that separation to say, this is something I'm simply doing for the enjoyment of life. And as we often say, yes, yeah, spirit having human experience
1: and, and as you say that, what strikes me is, what if we lived the total of our life that way and trusted that the universe is coming through us and supporting us and providing for us in whatever we need and want, and you know as we move through life? What if it doesn't have to be that separation? Like, here's my work world and here's my creative world. What if they were together? Wouldn't that be awesome?
0: That would be awesome. And even as you're saying that, I'm thinking about how maybe there's something about how we define creativity in there, certainly because, yeah, people do think of music and art and writing and poetry and acting, all of these uh, different pursuits, but it could also be, cooking or mm-hmm. gardening or brainstorming ideas in, a, in, in the business world, whatever it would be. But can we look at it as wow. um, I would equate creativity as also a, a flow state, yes. that place where we're letting go of our expectations of how something should be just connecting to whatever's happening in the moment and then trusting in our ability to bring that into the world in whatever way.
1: And, and what it triggers for me is that whole thing that I know I'm working on with, in myself is letting go of control. It's about when I'm in that flow, I'm not really thinking about being in control and how it's going to be or how it's going to turn out or what's the outcome. I'm just in that flow. And when, the, when I'm there, everything works out and everything comes out the way it needs to. It's when my brain, my ego really takes over and feels like it has to somehow control it and have it have a certain outcome. So I I like that, that mm-hmm. what if we live our life totally in that flow all the time, no matter where we are, or what we're doing, what would that be like, like in a nine to five job?
0: Yeah. or Or in our conversations or just in the way we approach our day to day. I'm trying to think about uh, wanting to bring it back to music and this flow state idea. Yeah. I know that some of my favorite songs that I've written, I really don't have much of a memory of. I know that there was some, some experience or something that happened that I wanted to interpret through art. And then in doing that, it almost felt like connecting to... Like sometimes we'll be trying to remember the words of a song and it will be on the tip of our tongue. And it's like, oh, if I could just... If I could just stop my brain from getting in the way of this, will, this will come to me. It's on the tip of my tongue. Right. And then and then, as soon as you stop thinking about it, it comes to you. And, <laughs> and I think even in the writing process, sometimes it can feel like that, where it's like you're almost trying to remember the words to something that's already been written. Mm-hmm. And yet it hasn't. And it feels like there's something about this interconnectedness that we all share that will come through and and lyrics and music and melody, things that others can relate to because there's something familiar about it
1: mm-hmm. absolutely, um,
0: and I would say that a a good conversation can feel that way uh, a recognition between people when when the words are just flowing and and they're connecting and they understand each other and right. and i I think ultimately that is what creativity is about too. It's about the connection like I'll ask myself from time to time the question. What would music mean to me if I never shared it? And and I found over the years that it does have value now. It's like, I, it's not just about performing, that sometimes just playing, just being in the moment with that, almost using it like a meditation can feel really valuable. But when we add lyrics and melody and song, some of the most fulfilling moments are when someone else hears that. You've created something, you put it into the world, they connect to it, they relate to it. Even like thinking of poetry and lyrics, there's something that exists in the space between the words that others can relate to. So they're almost putting their own story into it. And and in that, we're, find, we're finding human experience and we're finding comfort and validation and reassurance that we're not alone in this.
1: That's why I love music so much is when I'm listening to music and listening to the lyrics of a song... A part of me resonates with that, with just the music of it, the notes that are being played, but it's also the story that's being told in the lyrics. And I think I know I talked last time about how I felt like it really kind of saved my life and helped me get through, you know, some early parts of my life. And it's because I found my life being reflected in those lyrics And it gave me the opportunity to look at my life, I think, and understand it in a slightly different way. Or it just felt good knowing that somebody else out there had a sense of it and an understanding of what it was like to be me in that moment. And it felt so good. It really resonated because I didn't feel so alone. And I felt like somebody understands. So I, as you were saying, it's like yes, that's why I love music, and it's always, even now, it's like there's music that fits certain parts of my life, I and mean, as soon as I hear that song, it takes me back to whenever that time was, and I can see that part of my life in a different, per, from a different perspective now, and understand it in a different way. But the music holds those memories for me and helps me kind of see those. Pieces of my life in completely different ways.
0: Yeah. I mean, the songs, especially songwriting, but songs in general can be yeah. kind of mile markers. I can think about yes. one of the first songs that I wrote probably, oh, I don't know if I should do the math on this. We'll say, <laughs> we'll say uh, tw- uh, 30 years ago. Um, it was a song called Mr. Sadness. And it was written at a point in time where I felt like life was very theatrical. And that we were all on this metaphorical stage and everyone else knew their lines and I was completely clueless. It sounds like a Tim Burton song, mm-hmm. something something that's very carnivalesque in its approach and everything is overly dramatic. The song about this Mr. Sadness and being with the darkness, so to speak, and all of that. And it was very interesting, one, to be able to play that and and have even have people request that. And there was a reaction very early on. is like, why would you want to hear that song? This is so dark and so representational of where I'm at, and, and it's not a great place. But then to travel with that song through the years and to play it mm-hmm. and to continue to play it, it eventually became a mile marker. It became a way I could look back and think about how far I had come, how I could find enjoyment in that, how there was that, as we talked about last time, that alchemy of taking something that was coming from a place of struggle and transmuting that into melody and into something that others could relate to and even eventually into something that others were finding joy in. And I think in a way that might, to me, represent what creative process is. Art in general is how we we can express something in the world, and it's not always positive, but it, we can turn it into something uh, right. beautiful.
1: Right. And, and I think it helps then... Whoever views it or hears it or interacts with it in some way, it's a reflection of whatever they're projecting onto it. And it helps them to see that reflected back so that they begin to understand their own experience a little better. And I think that for me, that's especially what music does, is it helps me understand my experiences from a different point of view, maybe, but to understand them in some Context that makes sense to me, where before maybe they didn't. I think for for you writing a song like that and then having people respond to it, what amazes me is what it says to me is look how many other people were resonating with that song because you're not the only one who feels that way. That it's perhaps a universal expression of what we all go through, and I think great art and music and all of that does that.
0: Yeah. And coming back to creativity as a whole, I think you said it there, there's this universal aspect of things, bringing back in the example, the joys of cooking or Mm -hmm. um, gardening or creating your space or music or art or whatever that is. There's something in those processes or in those explorations that everyone can relate to and see themselves in. And yet also the duality of is, is there something and every one of those that is completely, totally individually unique. And and, and I think that kind of expresses the spirit-having human experience as well, is that we have all of these things that we have in common, and yet we are seeing the world through our own individuated eyes, and there's only one of us.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think when you come across great music and great art, of any kind, to me, that's a spiritual experience. And it's, it's proof that God, whatever you want to call all that is the creator truly exists because mm-hmm. that's expression coming through that person who's putting this out there.
0: Yeah. And it may be in some ways, a, a clue into why we exist. Yeah. If we were to think about why, why have we chosen to be here or Is that idea in music, of course, in the songwriting circles and things, you'll hear that every song that's ever, you know, every song has been written already. There's nothing that we can do that's not original, but uh, they'll say that. But we all know it's not true, too, because there is no one who has had our experience, um, who has our particular voice, who has our particular progression of learning and playing and expressing in the world. So we might use the same Three chords over and over again, and um, and in some ways there will be things that also sound very familiar that sound mm-hmm. like they've been done before, but but it will be unique, and, yeah. and I and I love that I love that part of the process.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. When I think about like painting, like artwork, and how you can look at a painting and find a connection with it and feel immersed in it. And then other paintings, not so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I can look at some paintings and go, hmm, that's interesting, but yeah, I don't really like that. You know, and then because for whatever reason, that doesn't resonate with me. And then I can go the next one and I'm pulled right in. And it feels like I make this emotional, spiritual connection with it. And it speaks to me in some way or resonates some experience that I've had. An example, I was sitting in a... Um, in a doctor's office the other day and looking at the picture they had it was a photograph and it was like this narrow little kind of alleyway with these big buildings uh, on either side and it was kind of a dark kind of overcast day and the center of the picture was uh, a woman walking on this on the alleyway with her back to the camera and, it, and she had like this big red umbrella and that's what was so striking and so you were drawn immediately to that umbrella. And then you began to real, I began to realize that everything else around it were mostly grays and you know dark kind of colors reflecting the kind of the rainy day. But I was so drawn into that. And it felt like the photograph was taken like in, in some other country, like Paris or London or something like that. Just had that feel to me. And yet I was so drawn in, I couldn't not look at it. And it felt like I had been there, like it felt familiar to me. As far as my memory right now is, I've never been any place that looked similar to that. But there was a resonance for me that, wow, you know, I was just so taken with it. If I could have taken it home, I would have.
0: (laughs) It it reminds me a lot of, uh, there's an artist here, a friend of mine in Kansas City, uh, Ruth Hebecker. And she has this painting of a... um, a gray rainy day background you know you can think of a cloudy day mm-hmm. and there is a um I want to say almost like a weeping willow in the foreground mm-hmm. it's just a picture of a tree and everything is in gray and then there the buds on this tree are in this vibrant red wow. and 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 to me kind of what you're describing and what I'm seeing in my mind's eye with her painting is this idea that um that is something that art in its many forms can do as it draws our attention to something mm-hmm. it it shows us the beauty in something maybe in a way that we hadn't seen before either in words or in colors or in contrast mm-hmm. or whatever it is and and as you say it can be a be a reminder of just how powerful our experiences can be yes. and then how powerful our our expression of those experiences can be that we can find our power to relate to to others and share our experiences through these simple things that sometimes don't even have words.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing to me.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for this conversation. It's lovely to talk about creative process.
1: I find that fascinating. Sometimes I don't feel like I have any creative process. I know I do, but sometimes it's hard for me to see because I'm not an artist. You know, I don't paint, I don't draw. I love music, but I certainly can't create it, much less play it. So so sometimes I'm like, well, gosh, what can I do? And so I think part of that is broadening at least for me my idea of what creativity is and how do I connect with that within me because I know I have it. And so it's like, how do I do that? And I know through meditation and my channeling, I think that's part of the way I express that creativity and connect with spirit to bring that into the world.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like everyone is an artist. We're not always given the opportunity to explore those things in the ways that that feel good, but I, I think everyone has within them that ability to create and create from a place of passion and an understanding of beauty. And I would say too, also that there is the creative aspect of making something and putting it into the world and there's also the process itself which is more the journey which is to say that some people will stop themselves from creating because they are comparing themselves to others and say oh i can't paint or i can't draw or it's too late in life to learn how to pick up a guitar or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. but that um if you can find joy in the journey of that the end result really doesn't matter as much
1: exactly i like that thank you
0: thank you Thank you.